This is Roof English Radio with Darenata, daily English language radio from Iceland's national broadcaster, Roof. Hello, it's Roof English Radio, and I'm Darren Adam. Thanks very much for your company today. I'm in the company of Ingeborg at Viking World at the very tip of the Reykjanes Peninsula. And she's going to guide me round this experience here, which will take us right back to the settlement of Iceland. It's where we begin. Yes, that's right. And I think we should start by going here and and have a look at the how the Vikings traveled to the west. Now, one of the most well-known Vikings, I suppose, yes. is immortalized with the name of the international airport very close to where we are. That is Leifa Eriksson, of course. And he really is known for the journeys he made. Yes, he was a traveler and he uh, ventured out from, he was born to Eric the Red, uh, and he ventured out to find new countries, new new uh, places mm. and he first saw Greenland and Greenland was called Greenland because he just saw green and that's why Iceland is called Iceland because the first uh, settler just saw ice yes. you know it's an unfortunate confusion isn't <laughs> it, it? because be it's more or less around. the other way around <laughs> exactly. there's a lot of ice here as well but yeah. sure yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, and so actually the, the the ship that we have here in the mm. museum uh, was found in 1884 in Norway. Uh, this is the replica, replica of yeah. of it's, ship. It's an amazing site. Yes. We're going to talk about that yes. in, a, in a couple of minutes' yes. time because there is, and it takes up a, a whole, yes. uh, all of one side of the exhibition is this remarkable boat which we're going to yeah. look at. So Leifur Eriksson... You know, he would have travelled on a boat like this. And but he didn't stop in Greenland. I think he, he didn't stop for long, at no. least. He, he, he went a bit further, yeah, yeah. And he went to Vinland. Yes, well, Vinland. That's what it was yeah. th thought of at the time, exactly. North America. Yes. This is long before Columbus. Yes, so that's what we, you know, we think, that that was long before Columbus did, mm -hmm. so yes. And there's a map here. Does this show where we think he made it to? because this is Canada we're looking yeah. at here. I can see Labrador and Newfoundland. Exactly. Any evidence that he made it to what we now think of as the USA, as America? Yeah, well, that, that might have been. Well, you know, we, we think so. We think that he kind yeah. of traveled away further than originally thought. Yes. Um, stopping in a few places on the long, along the way. And then came back to Iceland. And then came back, back to Iceland with a lot of stuff from, you know, the people that that you know had uh, that lived in these in these places. So yeah. there there's proof proof of that. There is a grey disc. It's about a meter across, maybe not maybe not quite as big as that, with a hole in the middle. What was this used for? So this was used to uh, cross corn to make to make ah. uh, so they could make bread and and such things. It's huge. It is yeah. huge. It looks really heavy as well. Yeah, must have took, <laughs> it took quite the force to, to use. And mm. so much has been found here. Items from graves, items from the turf houses that existed at the time. And we've got some brooches and some jewellery. And there really was a lot of artistry which in the life of the Vikings, which is sometimes not thought of. It definitely is. And the details, mm. I always... I'm astonished by. You can see here the little, you know, twists and turns, and mm. and you, you know, talking about the stone it's, that's used to do the corn. You yes. know, what did they actually have to make this so particular and so delicate? 
And they had the time to be creative as well, it seems. I think probably they've been, <laughs> they had a lot of time, you know, but, you know, it's also, you know, how the heritage is made. And, and I think it's beautiful. We have a soapstone spindle for the making and repairing of clothes. There's an oil lamp. There are some pearls and some ceramics. And these pearls of glass were found near Volga, which is not far from where we are. It's from the north side of the peninsula. Do these finds all come from around here or do they come from further across the country? No, yes, they, they do. They, they come from, from this area. What's the oldest? Do we know? How far do these go back? From the late 11th century. Gosh. Yes. So it's quite amazing. Yeah. But I'm, I'm also very, you know, I love the, the turf houses and mm. I love, you know, trying to imagine how people lived and how people lived in this cold, mm. you know. Well, we're here on a very cold day, a very windy day, actually. It's, it's Thursday afternoon and, and we, we postponed our conversation from earlier this morning because there was such a very strong wind across much of the southwest and then across the whole country. Just briefly, before we look at everything else, if someone comes here during the summer, and we're not going to go outside today, but what can be seen outside here? So there is there is a playground. Um, there are some houses. Sometimes we do have uh, animals here uh, outside okay. for like a mini petting zoo. So that's quite nice in the summertime. Um, you obviously have the ocean here, just you know, just out. You can look at it outside the window. So that's amazing to see in terms of like. You said know. it wasn't windy earlier. Yeah. <laughs> we are right on the edge of the. The water here at Njadvik and the wind is battering the surf, if you will, and the spray onto the rocks. It's a really dramatic sight. It is indeed. Yeah, well, it's always quite windy here, but this is yes. this is yeah excessive. <laughs> well, let's move back into the the settlement exhibition where we've seen this big stone disc that is used to. Uh, grind up the, the corn and the maize and some of the other items as well. There is some clothing on display which would have been worn by the Vikings of the time. And we were talking before the microphones were switched on about the personal grooming that the Vikings enjoyed. They really took care of their appearance, which again is something else that you don't think of when you think of the Vikings. Yes, they did. I mean, they had their long hair and, and big beards and, and used animal fat to, mm. to keep it in check. And so, yes, they did. They were, and, but it also was, they also had the big beards and the, the hair to, to protect themselves, mm -hmm. you know, from the cold, Yes, obviously. That's the men we're talking about. That's the men we're talking yes. about, yes, yes, yes. But the long hair for women, I mean, yes. too, you mm. know, it, it, is, it is a form of keeping warm, yes. you know. And what role then did women play in Viking society? Because the image that we have is of people on boats, men, mm. with the, and I know that the, the horned helmets are not historically accurate, no, no, no. but it's what people think of. Yeah. It's always men yeah. that we think of when we think of the Vikings. But women played a, an important role in Viking society. Obviously take care of the children and, you know, all the stuff for food that could be made, you know, in, mm. in the villages. Yes. So. And a thousand years on then from these items that we can see in the cases, how much do you think the soul of Viking life is still part of Iceland? How important is it still? It is very important. And you obviously have, you know, the Icelandic sagas and it's, it's, a, it's a huge part of uh, Iceland and Icelanders, mm. you know. Mm -hmm. uh, we are proud of it, very proud of being Vikings.
and, yes. and having that heritage. I want to go and look at the boat now because it's absolutely enormous. And this is a replica of the boat that Lever Eriksson would have used. Yes, exactly. And uh, this boat uh, is a replica of a boat found in Norway uh, in 1884, I believe. Uh, a, a boat or ship called Gokstad. And this is to. This boat was made to actually prove that that Lever could have or must have really found mm. uh, found it before Columbus actually did. Can we go up to see yes, it? Yes, yes, because there are steps. Go we'll go this way. There are steps that yeah. take you up to look directly into yeah. the boat itself. It's suspended from the ceiling, and how big is it? It's enormous. Well, actually, yes, it is enormous. I don't know how big it it's is. It's one end of the building to the other, we it's, can see. Yeah, it takes up the whole museum, really. It does. Okay, so yeah. we're now up on the next level where you can see very clearly into the boat and you can even step onto it as well, I think. Can step onto it, yes. I feel like a Viking. Well, let's step on. Yeah, it's absolutely enormous and it's beautiful. The smell is... <laughs> something really striking as well. There is a lovely smoky wooden smell that's coming from this, I guess. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> and you can, I always love it, like when you step into the museum, this is the first smell yes. that kind of greets you, like this oaky. Yeah. And smell. so the sails are rigged up to the ceiling. They are vast. The ship itself or the boat, how many people could have sat or stood or been housed on here? This was, I think this was probably about 60 people. And then also you have to think about, you had animals yes. here as well. So that, that, that were animals that have, you know, they probably have to account for the animals that didn't make it also. Yes. And so, um, so pretty I mean, cramped. Pretty cramped. And it doesn't look like the most comfortable of, or indeed weatherproof places to be. But you can see here some, you know, some places where you could take the, the wood, wooden flooring up, and so peop oh, people could sleep under, under the, the wooden yeah. floor. And so there's much more room under where yes, we're standing just yes. now. Yeah. So they probably would take shifts like that. And there are shields on the side of the boat as well, of the ship. Yes, yes. I think, I believe about 12 shields or something like that. Is this what we would call a traditional Viking longboat for anyone trying to picture it. It has that shape, it has that yes. scale, yes. doesn't it? Yes, they would call it a longboat, yeah. Would people have been scared to see this on the sea, coming towards them? Yeah, maybe, depending <laughs> on how, how, how much of the beard the men did have. Yeah. And did Vikings, know. I mean, did they try to board other ships? Were they pirates on the sea or did they just go to their destination? They did go to the destination. They were warriors, but yeah. they were also, you know, just had their own agenda. I don't, I don't think they were much about, like, you know, taking over other ships or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so they were just, because they, they were businessmen too. So they would want to go and, and do their business and... And, you know. There is a book that I've read, maybe you even have it here in the gift shop, I don't know, but there's a book which distills and sort of concentrates Viking business wisdom yes, <laughs> and ideas, how to do business in yes. the Viking style. <laughs> yes, yeah, how, the guide to good business, I think that's it's it, called. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> yes. They were all about the business side too. Yeah. More items on display here, wood carvings and stone carvings and 
jewelry of various types. Some of these items, you could buy these in shops today. It feels like, it feels like, and like we were talking about before, you know, the details of it, it's, it's actually quite remarkable. Do people come here because they want to learn more about their own history or do you get passing visitors from the airport? As we said, we're not far away from Keplavik here. And what sort of response do people have when they see this? I mean, people, are the people who get all kinds of groups of people, you know, like you said, people on the way to the airport, obviously, but loads of Viking buffs too. Um, people that come here just to learn about the Vikings and the Viking experience and, and what they're all about. As we said, some extra things to see if you are outside on a day that's not quite as cold and, and windy as it is <laughs> yes, today. Exactly. There are some people out there, I saw some people wandering around. We have loads of locals here as well. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is quite like a, a, a nice big, you know, greenery and people yes. like to take walks here and you have, you know, obviously the ocean you can, you can look onto and yeah. like a green park, really. It is. And it, it is an amazing location, as we say, right on the shore and on a day like today, you really do feel that you are part of the nature of this country. I think you also get a sense of just how difficult it must have been to captain and to travel on these ships in these conditions. I wouldn't want to be in a boat out there today. I wouldn't want to be on that boat out there today. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree with you on that. Definitely not. But people, you know, it would, it, this was sailed from Iceland to New York in 2000. So yeah. uh, that must have been a, a very strange experience. We went from uh, um, Iceland to New York to show that this ship could actually go that far. So that was the, the sort of proof of concept. Yes, yes, indeed. How long did it take, do we know? took, uh, I think, a month, maybe, yeah. yeah, something like that. That's not six hours from Kepler, no, because <laughs> there's no business class no. on there. And then this, this uh, came, came back, and, and this museum was built really around, around this ship to preserve it. It's not hard to see why. It's a stunning sight, and the fact that you can go on to it and, and, and be as close as, as we were is really worth seeing it's a real recommendation i would say when can people come to viking world here you are open today it's a bit quieter than it might be during the summer but what are your opening hours we are open in you know in the summertime we're open from seven till five so mm. we're open you know we have long opening hours so yes. you can come here anytime i've got a confession to make which is that i can't play chess i don't know how to play chess but i can see in front of me here that there is a board laid out with a traditional Viking game, which isn't chess, but at first glance, you might think that it is. What is the game that's being played here? This is called Nevatap. Uh, I, I wouldn't know the English word for it. And I don't know how to play myself either, but this, it, this looks like chess, but also not, you yes, know. Yes. You've got the white and you've got the black playing against each other. But this is the, you know, it's from the original uh, board game, yeah. you know. I, I don't know if these board games would have been played on the ships because these pieces are going to fall off. They, <laughs> they had to have something to do and yeah. it probably wasn't windy every day. I think for a music song and, and, and something like this is quite plausible, yeah. really. Well, it's just one of the many things that you can see here at Viking World, which is in Njadvik, not far at all from the airport. And you can even, as we said, sit and just enjoy 
that amazing view on a stormy day like today. Ingeborg, thank you very much indeed. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's Ruve English Radio. I'm Darren Adam, and you can get in touch with us anytime. English at ruv.is. There is more from Ruve English with all the news from Iceland in English at ruv.is slash English. Ruve English Radio is a daily English language radio from Iceland's national broadcaster, Ruve.